guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Hey, campers. Hi, how are you guys? It's been a minute. It's been a I minute. Need, I didn't need to come out as like, hi, hi. hey, guys. I know, but you're wearing that hat, so I, Phil's wearing this cute little camper hat, which... Uh, I think gives you the voice of an excited camper. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Popsicle day. <laughs> uh, In February. <laughs> um, welcome to the Bitch Seat, guys. It's the Bitch Seat podcast. We have a very exciting guest today, um, Jackie Cation, who is, um, uh, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm also a fan. Anybody who has a podcast called The Dork Forest makes me a fan oh, yeah. automatically. Um, but uh, if you are in Los Angeles, we have a live show coming up uh, February 22nd. That's right. Which uh, I guess we're going to release this weekend. So it'll be this coming week. Uh, it's Thursday night, 9 p.m. at the Nerdist Showroom at Meltdown Comics. And it will make four years that we've been in existence, which That's right. is crazy. Four years and no president interview yet. So I don't know. I'm not looking forward to that. Could you imagine? Former presidents, okay. Former, if we, we were to have him in there, what would he have for nostalgia's sake? I don't even want to. just be like. Don't the, bring him into the this sick space. blanket, his, his brother died. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway. Let's continue. If, you, uh, if you're new to the podcast, you can check us out on Instagram at The Bitch Seat or on Twitter at The underscore, Bitch underscore. Seat. You can find us on Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, TheBitchSeatPodcast.com. You know. And, and, you know. And uh, we're, yeah, we're very excited to be, I feel like because we recorded so many in a block a while ago, like it's so, it's so nice to be uh, doing it. I, I missed it. Every time we come back, you know, I, I know, it. but it's so funny because literally yesterday when we were talking about recording this, I said, Phil, let's not spend too much intro time talking about how it's been a while. And then that is the first thing. That I know it is, but I can't help it because it's like a, it's a warm glow of. We're happy to see you guys, hear yeah, you guys we're talk at, to... we're happy to talk at you whether or not hopefully... you are happy. Or listening. So, so let's get to business. Let's get to business. Um, I'm going to read from something that I haven't before, which is uh, one of my steno notebooks, uh, from this is right after I graduated high school. So and, uh, what's Ju- the date? It's July 9th, two thousand one. July two thousand one. Oh gosh, what was going on at that time, Phil? So much. Moulin Rouge was just falling down the box office charts. That was my favorite movie of that summer. I was really into that. I was trying to see if I could, uh, if if I could get convince my school to do that. <laughs> on an off day. I can't see Nutley, New Jersey going. They for chose that. Footloose instead. Of that's course a, they that did. was the that's a whole other story. Um the number one movie in July of two thousand one was Cats and Dogs, followed by Wait, as in the the truth about? No, the movie Cats and Dogs. Oh. It was like a yeah. Now that, the truth about cats and dogs was Janine Garofalo. Yes. This is a different movie called Cats and Dogs. I believe it was one of those uh, non-Pixar CGI movies where it's like cats versus dogs. Oh. 
I know. No, the truth about cats and dogs very important to me. Yes. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And Jackie. Um, scary movie two. Really, uh, that was the oh, number two movie. This is all you got for me here. This is, listen, this is before franchises took over. So before that, you after that you have arti- artificial intelligence, and this is interesting because this is when I began to learn how to hate movies, um, <laughs> because this movie was it was a Kubrick collaboration with Steven Spielberg, and then but you could totally see the Steven Spielberg outfit on top of the Kubrick disguise, like you, it, it was Layers. like a horrible mishmash. But I was starting to I was becoming discerning enough to understand that. Also, you had the beginning of the Fast and the Furious fan- franchise. Uh, Tomb Raider, Shrek, Pearl Harbor was was falling down the charts. Thank God, garbage movie, garbage movie. Also, the number one song of the time was uh, "Hold On, I Lost My Place." Well, doesn't matter. What, what were we talking about? You're fired. I'm fired. I I pop up. Yeah, I know. I, I'm sorry, guys. A pop up ruined my uh, ruined it. This for is me. why I like paper. I know. Me too. Um, you remind me by Usher was the number one song. Oh, Usher. I was just talking about Usher. Man, he just never goes away. Also, Lady Marmalade was was, was uh, on its way down. Uh, Peaches and Cream and also Hanging by a Moment by Peaches La- and Cream as in the Beck song? No, 112. Oh. And also Drops of Jupiter. Oh, God, get me out of here. Listen, it was a hard year. But it was also, me. you know what? We look back on this uh, a little too roughly because two months from now, the entire world would, would change for the fucking worse, and we would not be in this fantasy land known as 2001. So we would be stuck in... Yeah, but then the the the, uh, the misery in the world, the external world, would match the misery inside of myself, so... And then that's that's why they're sequels. That's that's why we are so franchise-heavy now, because we need to cling to things that give us fond memories of times before this. Yes, I mean... So. I mean... Yes, I mean that is my my latest screed about nostalgia in general, uh, and why it's so overdone and oversaturated right now because because we, the world is so miserable a place to live in that we are just dying to crawl back to an innocent time. Like, please let me crawl back into my mother's womb, uh, and if not that, then at least Saturday morning cartoons because it's intolerable to yeah. live in the world. So let's just escape it all the yeah, time. Yeah, that, what's that, going it, on. Yeah, that's. That's exactly why a lot of fanboys militantly hate The Last Jedi, and I'll, and I'll fight them to the death. Anyway, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so this begins with a little bit of stream of consciousness, as I was wont to do at the time. Um, rustic little semicircle of marshy porch I've found here in Stony Creek. Ducks, sunlight, seagull, supple rounded shelf of overlooked land, out on the tall emerald grasses glowing in this melting cream of light, and beyond that, shifting stillness of black water, long, lean, ever-changing cones and pyramids of sky reflection, the smell of Maine, the tide, the warm brown slosh mud of the Ogunquit River, I found this Thoreau-esque habitat for a reason, maybe so I can have it a spot for a brief time with my own self, reflective, mirror-like as the water, but mostly, I think, to show the tiny flinches of these bugs and the, sh- and, the- and the shiver of stems and leaves and grasses to someone else to pass it along. Why, how could I have been afraid? I just needed to see him again, his meek, muted freckles and closely clustered teeth, an always so sheepish, winking grin, not to mention an adorable nose. Yes, I suppose we do look for things in others that we can't find in ourselves. 
I must have built him up to be an assertive intruder, but that paranoia came, as usual, from the drunken state infecting my brain when I communicated with him most recently. I simply needed the reassurance of a few sober moments, and the awkwardness I so violently feared was not an issue. He came right up and started chatting. That was all it took. In the words of that semi-deity of a musician, Tom York, there was nothing to fear, nothing to doubt. Speaking of swimming with angels, who's responsible for this? Who's watching over me? God in the form of you too? In the form of Radiohead? All music which is good and deep and layered? And the water theme? Marsh here, Tom's river and pyramid song. Now that I have shown myself, because I really needed to prove my strength and soberness to myself and no one else needed proof, that I am all right with the talking thing, and he has more than proven, simply by existing and being there in the flesh, his freshly freckled sweet self, that he is only about a friendly experiment. I'm good, I'm good. That's only, that's only what it was about all along, Liss, you flamingly paranoid idiot. Note, he picked up on the misuse of the word superfluous. Hooray for picky word people. He speaks Japanese. Okay. Few for now. That was kind of all one sentence um, about a dude named David who, uh, uh, then if you'll recall later, Phil, I had a whole screed about how not to kiss people. And that um, was about how It was about him. He failed to kiss people. He did. Well. He did. He was you? cute. He was cute and freckled, but he just was like a mouth, just like a big fucking dog bowl mouth. Oh. Uh, and that was the end of that. But A big fucking dog bowl mouth. And, you know, it took me many years, <laughs> many years to get right su- superfluous. I, I, I remember. In Your two- word skills are excellent. And yeah, we but would not two- be together otherwise. But in 2006, I was, I was made fun of in front of my entire cast of the play Radium Girls because I said superfluous. Um... Ah, oh, yikes. It's okay. You got put in your place right away. Yeah. I mean, I'm remembering it, so it must have been strong. All right, let's get to this, because I'm just, like, jumping out of my pants so excited for this guest. Let's All right? do it. All right. So our guest, as I mentioned earlier, uh, has a very long-running podcast, I think 12 years, 13 years, right. of uh, The Dork Forest, and she is an amazing stand-up, so fucking funny, doesn't give a shit. At least that's the persona, I don't know. <laughs> doesn't give a shit what anybody says. It's an illusion. <laughs> um, most recent album called I Am Not the Hero of This Story. Very lucky to have her. Jackie Cation. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. We see an aerial view of a school. The camera zooms down uh, through the the bees outside, you know, hovering around the garbage can, through the, the kids sitting in a circle in the grass with their hats off. And then we go in through uh, the window of a classroom, and we see Jackie sitting in the back row, staring out the window, throwing little pieces of paper yes. out there, just to see if they go. Literally about to say that. and Or, or also throwing them into the vent where like the air shoots up, <laughs> causing it to the, the piece of paper to fly up and then land into the person's hair in front of her. Which is really the best kind of science experiment there is. Meanwhile, the Absolutely. teacher is like Jackie, Jackie, and she's totally ignoring. Yep. Badass. Welcome. Welcome, Jackie. Thanks, guys. That, yeah. is, a, that is a vision of possibly Fer- Ferris Bueller. <clears throat> Uh, that uh, the, the the more realistic view view is I am reading a book under my desk while the class is going on. Really? Yes. Nice. That's so cool. Or I'm drawing on the desk. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you were that in pencil. Fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was I'm either drawing in pencil on the desk or because I didn't want to be uh, anyone to take notice of me. So or I was reading a book. And, and um, you were, when you read books under the desk, you just got away with doing that? Oh, you yeah, weren't I was sitting just, under the desk. Was, no, no, I wasn't it. sitting under the desk. That was that was an earlier age. <laughs> that was, I think in third grade, I used to have temper tantrums and then run and sit underneath the secretary's desk in the office. And she'd like, you can sit under my desk. Oh, that's yeah, nice. It's very oh. sweet. It was very sweet. What were you having temper tantrums about? Well, I was a troubled youth. Really? Weren't we all? I yeah. mean, uh, that's why we're here now. So yeah. Right, right. It was, uh, it was uh, I think it was, uh, third grade was a bad year, quite honestly. My mother had died in uh, second grade. Oh, my, my father God. remarried immediately, because that's what you do when you have six kids. And, um, You're one of six? I'm the youngest of six. And so um, we changed schools. Uh, the teacher was a fucking pill mm-hmm. of a woman who, when you look back on it, why wouldn't she be? She had eight-year-olds every year. Yeah. And she was super kind of prim and proper kind of lady mm-hmm. and um, Mrs. Hinkle. And she's long gone, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But I, it was a bad year. I broke one of those doors. Uh, you know those uh, the glass doors with the with the push handles that yeah. are in yeah. public buildings? Yeah, yeah. I kicked my way through one. Wow. And it shattered because it was safety glass, though. You can be happy to know that it was oh, safety good, glass. Good. But in third grade? Yeah, I had a temper tantrum. It was, I had a lot of temper tantrums. Yeah, but that is some raw power right there yeah. to be able to do that. Well, I've always thought I was mutant. <laughs> mutant genes. We don't know. We don't know. So. Were your other siblings, are, was there a lot of space between you and the others, or were you all My oldest brother same? is, is uh, no, my mother was Catholic. So the, oh, so uh, it was just one after another. Yeah, after yeah. Another. So the t- my oldest brother's 10 years older than I am, mm-hmm. and then it's 10, 8, 7, 5, 4, 2, me. Wow. wow. Like year, My sister's a year and a half older than I am. My Our brother above that's like a year and a half older than her. And were, were you... Was everybody equally uh, – did everyone else act out in the same way? Oh, my God. What? No, no, no. We're a gamut. We're a beautiful a beautiful spectrum <laughs> of, of sociological and psychological issues. <laughs> my oldest brother um, – a couple of my brothers have, um, like, medical stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, my oldest brother had this weird um, – he just got it fixed. I think he's 60. Uh, so – but it was um, – he had had, like, a diseased hip. Oh. And so when he was like 12, he had had all these bone surgeries and stuff. Oh, my God. So before that, he was like a jock kid, I guess. And then he became a stoner kid. And um, so my parents separated when I was three or four. I think I was four. I keep forgetting. But um, I was very young. And uh, so the uh, – but the – so – yeah, so my brother Terry became like so this Lothario, like fourteen year old. Uh-huh. Loth- when my dad left, he was just working the room, you know, <laughs> and the room was South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and uh, so he was working it with the ladies. And then my second oldest brother was um, his dream was to become a drug dealer of distinction. <laughs> his words, not his just, words, not just any drug dealer. To what end? I mean, like in that in that age or year, what end is is a distinction? Well, it was 1972. Okay. So 73, something like that. So my brother was like, I think I'm going to join the army so that I can go- get to Vietnam so I can have access to good heroin. 
<laughs> I've never heard that as a reason to join the army. Yeah, uh, we're salespeople. Yeah, that's uh, so very entrepreneurial. He, right. He and he said it came to him one day when he woke up uh, after a stupor under a bush in South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, when he was 17 years old. Wow. And he went into the to the army recruiting station, and he said, "I think I want to join the army." And the guy goes, "Merry Christmas to me. What do you want to?" Because it was 72. Remember? Yeah, yeah. nobody and, wants to join right. the army. And so. Um, it might have been seventy four, whatever. It was like the end of the Vietnam, and uh, and the and the the guy goes, "What do you want to do in the army?" He goes, and the only thing my brother knew about the army was a comic book called Sergeant Rock, <laughs> which is not super accurate. <laughs> uh, it's a gr- it's an inf- he was like infantry, and the the he said the the guy was like, "You get the biggest bonus if you get someone to sign up to be cannon fodder." Wow. So he was like. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> yes. Allow me to get some paperwork, and then uh, so they do all the paperwork, and um, he did not end up joining the army because two weeks before he was supposed to, I think f- they were finishing the paperwork. He ended up punching a cop. No. And, um, oh no! That's one way to escape. I mean, willingly walk up to enemy fire and then <laughs> punch a cop. Right. I it, it wouldn't have worked. To, I mean, during like in the early two thousands, that wouldn't have worked. They no. would have sent him anyway. Yeah. Right. But um, they uh, um, but so they. They did that. And then my third oldest brother, he was another, he was a ladies' man, ladies' man. <laughs> and uh, he's got epilepsy, though, so he couldn't join the service. But him, I remember once after uh, my mom died, my stepmother, there was, and I don't think I was, I must not have been around or I was drunk or something. I don't know. I was about seven. So, so. Were you drinking eight, when you were seven? I wasn't. Not so much. Uh, <laughs> just, just in passing. Not really. Uh, I didn't have a problem at the time. Come on, you guys. And uh, so, I don't know. I mean, our friend Jess was like smoking PCP when she was like five. So who the fuck knows? Right, right. No, no. It was, uh, th- there were, there was beer around, but it wasn't, I wasn't, uh, yeah. I don't remember ever getting drunk. But um, the, um, but my, I guess my brothers Terry and my brother Scott had a couple of, like Terry must have been seventeen or eighteen. He must have been. He must couldn't have been eighteen mm. because then it would have been statutory. But because uh, they had a couple of fifteen-year-old girls, it was they were they were seventeen and fourteen-year-old boys. And, and they, they were had, like, t- and all teaming? four of them were naked, just running around the house. Oh my and God. my stepmother came into the house and she's like. Nope. <laughs> Everyone gets dressed. Everyone goes away and possibly never returns. Even you two. Wow. <laughs> so. And so you got to observe all of this stuff. It's like you had you had like interesting, you know, input in your house yes. all the time. And were you uh I have sinus issues, I'm sorry. That's fine. Listen, on our way here, Phil was like coughing up a couple of lungs. Hey, listen. We'll throw, throw Phil under the bus. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's that's the beauty of being the guest on the show. You can do whatever you want. And it's gonna I'm going to sit here and drink a lot of water. Do it. Okay. Do it. Do it. Uh, yeah. So, so obviously you have a lot of material. For now, you're you're a comic. But right. when you were younger, when you were that age, were you already seeing the humor and absurdity and everything, or were you taking it seriously? No, no. I was. Uh, here's the thing. Here, okay, that's a good question. Just because the what when when Nancy, my stepmother, took over, uh, you know, F troop over here, like she came in and like whipped us into 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 order. It was it was it was great, but she was the one who, like my dad, I get my timing from my father, but I get my sense of humor from my stepmother, mm-hmm. and my I get almost nothing from my mother because I barely knew her. Yeah, yeah. And so, but it was. Um, but she wasn't particularly. I mean, I'm sure she was a lovely woman, 
who had a life and a sense of humor and a and, a, and an interest. But you didn't really know her at all, at all. And uh, so, but I got, I started. My brother Phil gave me Harriet the Spy when I was eight. Yes, oh, I wow. love it so much. <laughs> Uh, and so that's and so I started writing in journals yes. when I was eight, and so um, I kept it up well through college, mm-hmm. and then uh, and when I started doing stand up, I stopped journaling. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because, Me too. Right, because I just had notebooks for jokes. Right, it was more just bullet points than right. than anything else. Totally. Yeah. Did you read the sequel to the, to Harriet the Spy? No. It's called The Long Secret, and I read that book every single summer of my life, pretty much. <laughs> Check it out. It's pretty good. Okay, very, I will. Yeah, tongue-in-cheek, sort of. Anyway, so, so okay, Nancy comes in, whips your family into shape, and... Yeah, she actually, I believe, bought me Laddie, which yeah, I brought. So I brought my stuffed animal. We got Yeah, let's describe the stuffed animal to, oh. to the reader, to the listeners here. Laddie is a puppy... Oh, she uh, she's got a very she's seen some stuff, but she's got a smile. She still listen. She still has her she right. She's a boy. Oh, he, it's a boy. He's he's, he's got still, a boy. Listen, Laddie has his head still attached to his body. He still which has is his more eyes. More than I can say for my yeah. right. Uh, there's a bit of a hole here, oh, which uh, yeah. which should I? I'm sure there's someone oh, who could fix that. Yeah. But I've just been staring at it for seven to seven seventy seven years and not ever wanting to do anything. Exactly. I will occasionally still hug Laddie on a yeah, bad of night. Of course. Who's who's made a stone over here? Nobody. So no, correct, you gotta, correct. You got to go to the vault sometimes. No, Laddie. So you, do you rem- <laughs> how old were you when you got Laddie? I must have been eight, eight or nine. Uh, Nancy got me Laddie because I don't, Aww. I don't remember getting Laddie, but I remember being because so, I wanted a dog so bad, and my parents were like, "No, no. oh god, oh. to add to the whole brood." Right, right. No, no. Nancy was like, "I'm not having. I'm not taking care of a dog in addition to all of this." I know the fact that he still has his eyes too. It's very and impressive. I loved Lassie. A lot, but mm-hmm. I wanted a boy dog, so oh, I named him Laddie. Oh, that Laddie. makes sense. That's why I, I named him Laddie. Yeah, Laddie. It sounds very, you know, Irish or something. Right, right. Yeah. And we're uh, my mother was Irish uh, of Irish descent. Oh, perfect. So there you go. Perfect. I don't know that it had anything to do with it, but uh, it was uh, though uh, very funny. I read this uh, a lot of dog books when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and there was a, a writer named Jim Kjellgard who mm-hmm. wrote books about essentially show dogs and mostly Irish setters. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was uh, it was a thing called Big Red. And then there was a sequel called Outlaw Red. And uh, <laughs> Outlaw Red was about a, an Irish setter uh, named Sean. And uh, Sean... <laughs> I love it when dogs have human names. It's just the best. Especially when they're written in 1963. <laughs> and uh, so, because this was a really old book, and uh, even when I was a kid. And so I didn't know how to pronounce Sean, because it's spelled S E A N. Yeah. Yeah. So I called him Scene. Yeah. And I was telling Nancy about C- <laughs> the great book I was reading about Scene. And I remember her cooking and just pausing and looking at me <laughs> and going, Where's the book? And I said, It's in my bedroom. She's like, Go get the book. And I'm like, Pat, 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 pat. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that word is Sean. Um, I'm going to let you in on something. Uh, the, the Irish spell their names weird. And uh, it's and I was like, are you sure? And <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> were, so were you a kid who actually really enjoyed school just because you seem like somebody who's always absorbing knowledge and like really into absorbing all the facts? I liked – here's – I remember liking going away from home Yes. To another building. <laughs> that was pleasant. Uh, I liked the learning a lot. And I liked um, 
But I wasn't good with the other kids. Like, mm-hmm. I went to my first high school reunion, and I think it was like my 35-year high school reunion. Oh, good for you waiting that long. Well, I couldn't. I didn't know that there was one ever, but <laughs> they never invited me. And then they were all like, you should totally come because uh, of Facebook or whatever, right? Yeah, and yeah. then oh, yeah. so I go, and they all, a lot of people knew who I was. Mm-hmm. But I have that thing where I, you could call it fascism. <laughs> Don't call it fascism. And, uh, and but it's With certainly one letter off. certainly self-absorption because uh, I don't I never recognize anybody and I never I, I don't know who anybody is and I barely know anybody's names and so it was all a blur. That's for okay me. though because you're the famous one. Right, except for I don't want to be that asshole. Well. <laughs> so it's uh, the. Uh, um, and uh, thank you for thinking I'm the famous one, but because uh, there was it was funny because this one woman, Katie, can't remember her last name. Uh, she uh, she I blame her for turning me onto romance novels in in uh-huh. eighth grade, asshole. And to this was day, that a still whole addicted. Thi- oh really? Yeah, still addicted. Right. Still will will check out and go down a rabbit hole. Of, <laughs> and since the present administration, uh, I have spent yeah. probably a thousand dollars on romance novels just to get the fuck away. Yeah, just oh, to yeah. chill out. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so. <clears throat> but she works for um, either her or her husband worked for the FBI, which is kind oh, of fancy. Shit. And oh, I was yeah. like, what is happening? Anyway, so, um, but it was. Uh, so you saw Katie. So I, yeah. So I don't know. So the, 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 I like school, but I didn't, and I was pretty good at it, but yeah. I wasn't, um, but I didn't like the social experience of it because I, I didn't right. know how to talk to anybody. Right. And, uh, and I, you know, and it, it all worked out in the end. It was, I'm sure. alive. I, I mean, like, I lived through it. to some extent, I don't know. Uh, it sort of seems like people who weren't really great at the social experiment or talking to people uh, turning out to be comics makes sense because it's like you get to choose what is said. <laughs> you yeah. don't get talk back. And if you do, like, that's actually not you great. You just slam them. Yeah. You just yeah. slam them. Uh, and then when you're done talking, you can you can decide when you're done talking. Yeah. Also, I think it's being the littlest child or the youngest child gives you a little bit of an observer power, where you you can see what's come before you, and that that helps. Yeah. Yeah. And you 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 can try to, you yeah you can you get the lay of the land a little bit more. Yeah. Than than the people who came before for sure. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And also, I'm sure if you're the littlest one, everybody else is talking. You don't really get to. Yeah, dinner at, dinner at the uh, at the Cation household. Uh, very much, uh, everybody got three minutes. It was, it was, <laughs> was a lot a, like was a press junket. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> essentially it was a hook. Uh, my dad going, "Don't care." Next, and uh, <laughs> my dad's like, "Tell me what happened to your day." And he'd go around the table, and you had to make it interesting in like like a couple of sentences. Otherwise, he'd move on to the next. Oh game. my god, that's, that's like a, a great open mic. It's an amazing format. open mic yeah. format. <laughs> It's like yep. a stretch and share in an improv yeah. class. <laughs> also, kind of like the smog cutter. Rest in peace. We have the three rest and a half mic, peace. three and a half minute mic, yeah. where it's like there's no stage, so you just pass the mic and you do your bit for three minutes and then you're done. Oh, yeah, nice! It was, it it was, was great. great. We missed yeah, the smog so cutter. It was good. It was a good. Anyway, mic. yeah. But back to you. What was your fandom aside from Harriet the Spy? What what carried you through in romance novels? What were the things that carried you through high school? Oh uh, well, okay. So I mean, literally. It was funny because I didn't read a lot before Nancy. I I could read. Mm-hmm. I was uh, taught how to read, and uh, as the youngest, and my sister was very. 
And my sister's always been super bossy, so it's uh, as as am I. And uh, how much a older is she? Than year you? and a half. Okay. And so my grandmother famously, to, in, in for my sister and I, uh, told my sister that uh, we had to be friends because all we had <laughs> were each other. Oh yeah. We just had our four brothers and then us. Yeah. And she's like, and no one's going to be there for you, so you have to be there for each other. Oh man, that and... generation really just liked to tell <laughs> yeah, about that's it. My, my <laughs> grandfather too was like that with me and my sister. We still barely talk. But my brother and I are pretty tight, though. Yeah. So, because. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, what was it? Uh, yeah. So when I when I read, uh, I, I was reading a lot of dog books. I read all through. I read like I don't know. I don't, I read Dan Frontier books when I was really little, which mm-hmm. were essentially Daniel Boone, mm-hmm. you know, pioneer books, like wilderness. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. wanted to. I wanted to. I spent a good portion of my time. Just playing a game called Imagination, mm-hmm. and Imagination was um, it was a it was literally self play. Yeah, in the basement of because uh, we, yeah, we all had yourself. chores. Yeah, we yeah. all had chores. My chore because I was the youngest was I had to dust the washer dryer, sweep the basement, vacuum. The hardest part was vacuuming the four stairs in between the <laughs> outside door and the basement door, oh, and God. then I had to sweep and wash all the stairs from the basement all the way down. Like, it sort of curved around, right? Wow. And so... See, this is the beauty of having lots of children. They can just... You can just delegate. Yeah, and and Nancy literally, like, the first couple of months would go through with... She thought... She must have thought it was hilarious because she got white gloves. (laughs) And she's like, I'm going to check the corners. (laughs) And she used to make us... And we all take showers every day. Yeah. And so she's like, after the shower, you have to clean the shower out with... with, uh, comet, yeah, with uh, whatever cleanser, yeah, and um, I was the only one, by the way, who did it. Everyone else uh, learned how to fake it, like, uh, like oh, would you were such a good kid. I was well, they, they, I just didn't know any better. I was the only one who was like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> and because I mean, Nancy was working her ass off. She would, yeah. she would make us. She had, she never wanted children. She used to tell us that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she wound up with a whole pack. Exactly, and she was like, "I didn't want kids," and uh, but we're in this together now. We're yeah, doing it, yeah, now. yeah. So, so let's let's get you fed and do your homework, and let's figure this out. So, um, so you were in the so you were in the basement. Imagination, yes. imagination was essentially all of the stuff from books and uh, TV and movies. The couple of movies I'd seen were um, where I would just act them out. And then I would mash. The, it was like fan fiction, yeah. but like a solo act out of fan fiction. <laughs> uh, and then I would bring them like into other. Like I remember, I was like, "Why would Tarzan be in Star Trek? That'd be so weird." That's but brilliant. I was always their. I was always like their native Sherpa. Like instead nice. of boy, I was the other kid that he found. <laughs> and uh, so, because there were no boys, it was all girls. So uh, I mean, there were no girls; they were all boys. Yeah. So I had to be like. I'm Han Solo's other friend. And, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of other friend uh, writing that went on as a child. But, um, yeah, and it was so funny because one year, one time Nancy told me, I think it, when I was in college, she goes, you realize I could totally hear you through the vents. Because uh, she would be up reading a book in the, in the living room while I did my chores. And occasionally she'd yell down and go, Wow, that's the basement's gonna be really clean. Cause I'd be down there for like forty five minutes oh, to an hour. She must have been tickled though to hear you yeah. doing that. I yeah, mean, yeah, she was. She was fine. You were having a great time. Yeah, but they also thought I was nuts. 
uh, because <laughs> I, I I did it for too long. Like till I was like twelve or thirteen, talking to myself, playing in the yard, building igloos in the winter, and and uh, I made a bow and arrow out of the uh, out of the the bushes. And that's amazing, and, though. I mean, you kept yeah. yourself totally entertained without any like toys. right, which they also enjoyed uh, yeah. because uh, <laughs> they. I also did a fair amount of shoplifting, uh, but I mostly <laughs> in, in, I got I got a ten dollar. Uh, a library fine in junior high, so I started shoplifting books from um, from Kmart, which of course brought down the nice. tone of my reading a great deal. Oh, because yeah. I don't know Kmart had uh, different yes. kinds of books available. Well, it was uh, it was a lot less. Um, like I was, it was mostly like all of Louis L'Amour's books, yes, yes. Uh, a lot of Harlequin romances, and then some mercenary war books. Uh, <laughs> it was about guys who would go to like Africa in the seventies and and fight for the French Foreign Legion. And you're like, what am I reading? It'll uh, do. At least the covers were interesting, probably. Right, they were usually pretty tough. And then yeah. I would draw, I would draw like the tough guys on, yeah. on, in my notebook. So. <laughs> I think you just kept, you were just like your own little uh, ecosphere. Like you had yeah. everything that you needed just with you. Very much so, That's which great. is why my sister was like, for the love of God, get some friends. Yeah. And uh, and so she was very helpful. And, uh, and I was also, and she made me join things. She uh-huh. was like, she was student council president. Oh, she was the opposite of you in that way then. Well, they all, I mean, like my brother Scott was a student council president. My brother yeah. Russ was a student council president. Oh, wow. And my sister Darla was a student council president. And I, uh, Darla was like, you're going to be in student council. And I was like, I hate meetings. Never, <laughs> I don't want to go to these meetings. And she's like, well, you have to do something. And uh, she's like, what about the what about the newspaper? And so I ended up being editor of the school newspaper in high school. Oh, but it oh, was great. But she made me join debate, forensics. Yeah. Um, forensics you, was a spoken word thing. What were your grades like? They were all uh, high Bs. Okay. Low A's because yeah. I had phoned, phoned it in. But, you know, everybody was like, well, finish it. Finish your homework, and then and then there was a lot of like that. There was a, we had one TV right, and there was a lot of grounding for just against the TV. Like you couldn't watch. That was your. I was grounded. Uh, I couldn't watch TV. So um, I would stand outside the living room and <laughs> lean and watch TV. <laughs> so I don't know. It wasn't the room I I was. <laughs> <laughs> banned from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you found your way around. Except yeah. for that it was around. always on. So it was the room I was yeah. banned oh. from. Oh. So. One of those households. Well, that works out for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, based on all this that we now know about you, I am super interested to hear about your writings of the time. Well, of the time. It was <laughs> the time. Uh, well, I, so I started writing in what I brought you, besides yes. Laddie, yes. was an excerpt from... My journal from 1979. Now, in 1979, I would have been 14. Mm-hmm. So, uh, grain of salt. I think uh, your listeners probably know uh, that they're <laughs> listening to some crap. Uh, so, but, I mean, the thing is, is 14 is so hard. Is uh, For sure. Yeah. For sure. It's, oh, it's I mean, rough. that's... Yeah, it was the most the most maudlin shit I ever wrote. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're all so alive. Yeah, we're an open exactly. we're an open nerve. Yeah, <laughs> so I kind of I wish I could like get a little bit of that back at this point now because I feel like I'm crusted over with cynicism <laughs> now. So, yeah. yeah, that's the that's the first impression you definitely give. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> you seem enormously tr- good. Oh, okay. All right, so uh, he, oh, here's the thing. So they were. Um, my parents were out of their minds about um, 
about the imagination thing. They literally thought I was nuts. Yeah. And then I thought I was nuts. And so I started, and there was an episode of MASH mm-hmm. uh, where Sidney Friedman wrote to Sigmund Freud uh, oh, in shit. his journal. And so I started writing to Sigmund Freud to try to psychoanalyze <laughs> so myself good. without That's any great. information, without any <laughs> <laughs> training, without anything except, uh, well, that's what happened on MASH. Yep. I love that MASH episode. Yep. yep. <laughs> he was one of my favorite characters, by the way. Uh, so um, I don't know. It's, uh, so you want me just to read it? Yeah, or? just go yeah. for it. You can stop whenever you get bored, but yeah. All right. So uh, February 1st, mm-hmm. 1979, outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, factory town. <laughs> Dear Mr. Freud. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, and it was sort of like writing a letter because I wrote, we have just went through a terrible January with 30 to 32 inches of snow. Oh. Very specific. Yeah. Very. Yeah. And uh it was horrible. February doesn't look too bad. Uh, I am working on not pretending I'm other people doing things more exciting than I do. It's especially hard since I've been home from school for the past week with a relapse of the Russian flu. What? Yeah, I don't know that that's true. Uh, <laughs> know in your heart that I'm also not a doctor at 14. <laughs> uh, whenever I feel like playing my game, imagination as I call it, I think about the great things I'm going to do this summer. Like I want to learn how to carve. Man, you are just, I feel like you're the female Ron Swanson. It's really stupid where I get my ideas for imagination. There's a lot of self-flagellation in this business, you guys, because also 14 is full of just oh, yeah. sure, we, self-doubt. No one hates you more than yourself at 14. Right. Oh, yeah. It's it's so, um, uh, uh, I, re- I, read about, I read about it. I read a lot. I want to try to cut down. Not because it's hurting me, because I learn from the books I read, only it's beginning to affect my eyes. They hurt from reading so much. Uh, You're a shrink. Excuse the expression. (laughs) Not a doctor. I am using these terms because I can't spell the right words. Uh, But getting back to my problem. I get my ideas from the books I read, not the kind of books one expects a 13-year-old girl to read. I read about the woods. I want to grow up and have just one place where humans haven't ruined it and lived there. A patch of woods. Not saying I'm so great I should get it, but, and not ruin it myself. Anyway, but my problem, it makes me think I'm going nuts. Nobody likes me at school. I mean, some people like me. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not very popular. Some people call me a tomboy, but I don't care. Sometimes I feel sorry for myself, but it doesn't help. I try changing, but they always remind me of the past. For example, I tried acting like a lady, but they didn't notice. (laughs) Oh, you did your best. I dressed up. Not to your standards, probably, Sigmund. (laughs) (laughs) He was a fancy dresser. But also remember, I'm the youngest of six, so everything I'm wearing is a hand-me-down from my brothers. Right. So, uh, like, so... You're wearing uh, boys' clothes, yeah. Yeah, so Sigmund, but nice sweaters and good blue jeans. I wore a pantsuit and even a dress once, and I hate dresses. I play in the neighborhood kids, and they happen to be mostly boys. We've lived here six years. There's Andy Savajan, the head of the group and the club we formed. He's 14. We have a rocket club. I'm the accountant. <laughs> <laughs> we have six or seven rockets we launch in the summer. They're little with small engines. They only go a couple hundred yards up. My family's weird. We continuously crack jokes, though. You say something, Nancy starts singing. If it's the name of of a song or one of us will put it in a punchline. There's six kids in our family and we have big troubles too. My oldest brother Terry is a bum in Arizona. Holy shit. I haven't read this in a long time, you guys. Uh, Gee, I wonder who told me he was a bum. Yeah, seriously. Uh, At least he's warm. Somebody also must have told me that at least least he's he's warm. warm. (laughs) 
<laughs> Adults, please be aware of what you're saying around the children. It, it gets absorbed instantly. Yeah. He's 26, and when my mom died, he was 16, I think. Before that, my mom and dad were divorced since I was two. This sounds more like a soap opera, but it's true. When my dad came and told us she was dead, I didn't even know who he was, but I learned. After the funeral, he moved in. About a year later, he got married again to Nancy. My dad and Terry were always arguing, so Terry was sent to the detention home. We visited often. No, we didn't. We visited twice. Uh, After he got out, he was 18, and my dad still argued and finally moved away. We don't see him anymore, but he calls every now and then. He just called me. And Terry Terry was the one who... the hip? Yep. Ah. Yeah, Yeah, that's him. And he's uh, an evangelist and a piece of work. Oh, shit. And a Trump supporter, and he's almost impossible to talk to. Damn. Like most Trump supporters. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he's just a... he's, He's... Yeah, he's a piece of work. Anyway, so... Oh, my brother Philip, he got caught up with a cult called the Moonies, the Unification Church, what? directed by the Reverend Moon a couple of years ago. We got him deprogrammed for a couple thousand dollars. I love that oh. I know how much it cost. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The Moonies. Please, yeah. I don't know. I, <coughs> I I know cults, but I don't know we're this one. Into, we're pretty into cult research here. Lately. Yeah. But what is that? Was that the a, Moonies, the Reverend Moon? I've ne- I, That's it a was, blind spot for me. Okay. It's, uh, he's Korean. And uh, it was in the, it was, uh, they, they found out about it. Um, He's essentially, it was just a way to make granola. It was a way for him to make money. It's still around. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely have heard of it. He just died. I think he was in jail for, I think they got him for tax evasion because they called it not a, not a church, even though regular churches are often not particularly honest and should also not called a church. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, the that's the one thing Forty Five's done is he wants to get rid of uh, Scientology's tax exemption. The one just Scientology, just only Scientology, no, nothing else. For some best reason. of luck. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's probably Scientologists everywhere. Uh, in the the Scientologists will find that pic- that video of him peeing on someone. Oh, and r- release it widespread. That I mean, will get much them like more... the pee. I, oh gosh, I can't believe it hasn't been released yet. Release the pee. Release the pee. Yeah, release the pee. I can't. Speaking of, you are gonna be peeing like a motherfucker. I cannot believe how fast you drink water. I know it. I have a. I'll, I have a drinking problem, so it's it's all working out. It's, no, this uh, is good. This is a good replacement. But I yeah, I need the I need the water because I seem to have some. I have. Uh, I'm also super fidgety, and I'm so sorry. But no, I'm it's okay. I'm very that, fidgety. That's why I wear a lot of jewelry. So yeah. I have something to do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so continue. Well, let's 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 jump ahead. Okay. Oh wait! Oh no! Wait! We we got the back. We got the background. Um, what else? My brother Scott is nineteen, and he has an earring in one ear. Ooh! But if that's his thing, <laughs> <laughs> again, you just you sound like another parent in this family. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> it seems like you were very informed by. By your parents, by the adults, by so a lot of report. adults. Yeah, there was, a, and and I'm writing a book report about my family. Yeah, pretty much. He has a girlfriend in Burlington. We live in Milwaukee County. He jumps from girlfriends faster than anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my brother Russ is 18, and he goes to Madison University. That isn't the name of that college. It's the University of Wisconsin Madison. No, that's uh, enough. He likes money and is studying business. <laughs> <laughs> Did that did that uh, interest in money take with him? Uh, it's taken with all of us. It's, okay. Uh, he's very. He's, he's my brother Russ is the golden child. Oh, good. And he has always uh, been very successful. And he is an econ professor at the University of Wisconsin Whitewater wow. at wow. this time. And he is 
Uh, he's a piece of work, but he's a delight. Uh, I love him, but he's my brother, so he's a grain of salt. And uh, he's a bit of a button pusher, but he's a really he's a good guy. So, um, Darla is fifteen, my only sister, and loves music. She plays the violin and wants to become a musician. She also plays the flute, clarinet, cello, bass, piano, and viol- viola. Oh yeah. So you see, Sigmund, I come from a strange family, so it's no wonder I'm strange too. But I'm still gonna work on not pretending I'm someone else and do stuff exciting. Yours truly, patient, Jackie Gation. Patient, in parentheses. <laughs> Full name. Well done. Uh, February 4th. I started my game again. <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't put it down. Couldn't put no, it down. I started my game because I was bored. Nobody liked me at the new school I was going to. It started when we moved here, I think. I made up my own friends, pretending I was somebody different, too. Then I started reading a lot and got new ideas where I could play. And I watched TV more, too. I saw an Elvis Presley movie this morning. We didn't go to church. It was one of his better ones. Uh, he was a cowboy. So now I have cowboys in my mind. <laughs> nice. It's uh, tomorrow I'm going to the health department so I can go back to school. If you were here today, you wouldn't imagine the trouble you have to go through just to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Holy that's a solid punchline. That's a and solid. And, yeah, that is a that is a solid adult comment. Yeah, and clearly, yep. this, it feels like Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow, when I go, they'll probably tell me I have some rare disease, like Barry Barry. Just kidding. I hope. Okay, uh, I keep pretending hey. I'm this stupid cowboy rounding up cattle. It goes with a book I read in sixth grade named Midnight. Midnight was a horse. I remember that book distinctly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Anyway, uh, uh, I've tried to stop playing that stupid game. It's hard. I've thought about real stuff I want to do this summer until I'm blue in the face. Uh, I now have to go down. What did I want uh, I can't figure out what I meant in that sentence, so I'm not going to read Don't it. Don't worry about it. Uh, oh, one thing about imagination. I wonder. I, I'm also, I'm a little worried about how this paragraph starts. Here we go. <laughs> one thing about imagination, always in quotes, by the way. Uh, I always make up men that I'd like to know or go out with. I've never gone out with anyone or really kissed a boy, but I guess that doesn't surprise me, uh, or shouldn't, because like I told you, not many people like me, much less any boys want to go out with me. Let's get to something else that's depressing. Uh, my favorite TV <sighs> shows are Star Trek. It's about a starship. Fiction. <clears throat> Got Parenthetical yeah. fiction. Thank you. Just in case there were any questions. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Name the Enterprise with a special crew going across the universe, getting in all sorts of trouble. I like Hogan's Heroes. It's about a German POW camp during World War II, and the head prisoner of war is Colonel Hogan. The commandant is real stupid and has an ego problem. His name is Clink. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's a it's it's an IMDb for 1979. Yeah. Um, Hogan has an underground sabotage setup. They make German uniforms, money, explosives, and a series of other stuff. My other is Mork and Mindy. Mork is yes. a man from outer space. Ork. He has a zap finger and is hilarious. Mindy is the girl who finds him all messed up. He landed in a space egg. Uh, she tries to teach him the ways of humans. Okay. I, I continually see that action figure at toy conventions, and every time I'm like, it's thirty. It's only thirty dollars. I could, I could, I could do this. I could bring him home. Ugh. All right. Oh, you asked me about my grades. The last paragraph. Let's skip to it. Um, I try, I'll try reading my book. Uh, Darla brought my books home from school. I'm done all the homework I could. Darla didn't get all the books I needed. I also got my report card. It goes like this: Jim, B. <laughs> English B history A math A home ec B reading A band A band appreciation C 
Wait. Yikes. And appreciation. What the fuck what is, is, is that? Appreciation? Is that musical history? Or No. I think it's probably. Oh, I get $16 for it. And my family got paid for your your God report damn it. Cards. You know, my family never paid for report cards, and I was a straight-A student always. That's why. Because they didn't have to. They Because th- here's what happens. Uh, $2.50 you get for every A. Nice. $1.25 for every B. $0.25 cents for every C. Negative $1.25 for every D. And negative two fifty for every F. Oh, my god. And if gosh. I get a D or an F, I'm grounded till the next report card. Whoa. Yeah. But you so, still got money for a C. You $0.25. Still- cents. <laughs> That's a I nice mean, system. In 1979, that's uh, like $20. It's okay, but here's the thing is if you're grounded for the next eight weeks, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. You're just like, what? And uh, and of course, three weeks into it, Nancy was like, you're grounded to the yard. Get out of the house. Yeah, of course. And, uh, <laughs> you, know, you can still go to band. Yeah, <laughs> so, just get, so, get out of my hair. Yeah, get out of my hair. So anyway, so she, yeah, so that's, uh, but I... I'm glad that I have written down because I'd forgotten oh, how much so we got great. paid. I just yeah. can't believe, like, you you write like a reporter. Yeah. <laughs> very matter of fact. I, st- I do stand up like a reporter, too. I, I am reporting. It's I am great. reporting, reporting this. what you say. Yeah. Um, when did stand up become a thing for you? Or, like, when did you realize imagination was acting and acting or commenting was also comedy? Or My sister made me join um, the – she wanted me to go out for the – no, I wanted to go out for the the play. She wanted me just mm-hmm. to stay in band, and uh, so I go out for the play. And then I had to one of the rehearsals. I really wanted to act, but mm-hmm. but nobody. It was it was. I think it was in high school when I realized that that acting was imagination and imagination was acting, and it was. Um, and I had one acting part in high school. Miss Kulagowski was the acting teacher. She um, she did musicals, and yes. you were just talking about Footloose. All of the musicals she did, she was also the choreography for the Polish Krakow dancers in Milwaukee. Oh wow! Which is oh, a, nice. a local, uh, you know, sort of ethnic immigrant, you know, kind of dance troupe for that would do like polkas and, and <laughs> yeah. Bar- yeah. you know, essentially people's birthday parties and old people's <laughs> whatever. And so every single play. Had essentially Polish dancing. She oh had God. no other wow. way of choreography. Miss Kulagowski <laughs> was hilarious, and so like we did. I think we did. Um, Please say the King and I. It, we did. We did do the King and I. <laughs> oh, gosh. We did the King, and, but it was. I was trying to think of the other one. The other one with the, the Chinese. It was a, a flower drum song. Oh, flower drum oh song was God. ridiculous. With all of the little <laughs> white kids in flower South drum polka. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was the worst. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's great. I, I think I was in Mame, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the. Um, I had one line, and I think I did okay with it, but I wasn't great. And um, and then um, yeah, so that's what I that's what I and then I I didn't know anything about stand up. Like when I was, right. in, you know, I have the podcast called The Dork Forest. Yeah. It's funny when I was fifteen, I wanted to be a, a forest ranger. Of course you did. Of course of I course did. You did. And so I wanted to live in the woods. Yeah. And I wanted to. I the job I wanted was that job in the in the tower where you look for fires. <laughs> so you just sit alone. That's a very lonely life. I was going to say enormously alone. Uh, but I figured I'd bring some books in, and, uh, and you'd just, be good, and I'd be good. You could you'd play. Maybe imagination. I'd have a dog. <laughs> I'd you get know? a dog, and uh, so yeah. And then so when I went to college, though, it was funny because there was a comedy club there, mm-hmm. and my friends were like, "We're going to go to the comedy club." And I was nineteen. Yeah, I was eighteen or nineteen, and uh, we went to the comedy club. 
and uh, I heckled. I'm oh, the no. worst. I'm the worst example of <laughs> of how someone gets into stand up comedy because was, you were like, "Hey, I could do that better. I could say that." I better. was so drunk, and there's nothing worse than a drunk woman heckler. It doesn't even matter if you're a woman comic; yeah. uh, the audience is still on the heckler side. Oh my god! And so they were totally on my side. It was Sam Kinison. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, he mopped up the floor with me, but poorly because he was having a hard set. He oh, was all man. coked up or something. And um, so oh, wow. it was 1984. Mm-hmm. And so it was before he hit big. Mm-hmm. His brother owned the club. Oh, man. And, uh, and this he, was in Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In Madison, Wisconsin. That's mm-hmm. where I went to college. Mm-hmm. At Madison University, you guys. So yeah. I don't know if you're familiar. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, M-U. <laughs> Moo. And um, remember that, that uh, uh, Back to School yes. movie? Yes. That was filmed on our campus. Oh my god! So yeah. of course, so he was there as like. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, how be, do you do? Right, because Bill Kinison owned his owned the club, uh-huh. and I think that he was like, you could probably use the University of Wisconsin for cheap, wow. and so it came to pass. And yeah, so I, I start. I so I heckled Sam, and then the bar the bartender or the manager guy comes up to me after telling after I would not shut up. <laughs> Kinison like shut me up, shut me up, and I wouldn't shut up. And finally, he comes over. He was like, you know, open mic is on Sunday. You shut up. And so I came back like three weeks later and did open mic. I love and that. And I was addicted. That's great. You're yes. a reformed heckler. Oh, reformed, I exactly. I love that. That's the right attitude, reformed heckler. That's great. We all, we all, we all begin on the opposite side of where we want to be you somehow. you find your way to justice, you guys. Yeah, yeah. The, audience, the audience was just not the spot for you, man. You just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be comfortable. You had to be the one talking. Yeah. Well, I freaking love that story. And how lucky are you to suddenly, like, to go to the show and and have Sam Kinison be the person on stage. Like what? It could have been like any comic. You sent him to you sent him to wait, where the oh, hell story did... wise, yeah. yeah. It, it yeah. works out much better than if it had been like Stephen Allen Green. Yeah, yes, if it had just a normal yeah. comic yeah. was working at the yeah. He got so mad at you that he went to LA and made Mark Marin his drug bitch. <laughs> and then uh... uh I think that had already been occurring. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it could have been Lou Deck. These are names <laughs> from the seventies, you guys. Oh uh, yeah. So. Well, Jackie, this is amazing. Well, this was fun, you this guys. We have a, I have a gift for you, as we want to do. We get, well, I give, so I, I'm like a collector of a lot, a lot of hoarder. shit. Hoarder. It's a hoarder? No, I'm a collector. <laughs> and I, uh, so my parents still live in the house where I grew up, and so I still have access to all of the stuff, and I had lots of collections, and so I, uh, I like to give my guests something from my Childhood oh, bedroom, nice. uh, so just as a way for me to get rid of it without throwing it away. Right, right. The uh, old Mitch Hedberg joke. Throw this out for me, would you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I can't seem to do it. Yes, uh. exactly. So from my massive pencil collection, because I always had like... A cool pencil? Fuck yeah. It's not even sharpened yet, so <gasps> you can do that yourself. The journey begins with you. It <laughs> is a Natasha on a Universal Studios pencil. Natasha as in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Holy crap. Yeah. This is actually really cool. Yeah. So uh, use it if you like. Throw it away if you like, but outside of my my Right. Vision, you please. don't have to see it. Yeah. It's uh and um just take it with you. Here's That's all. a couple of things that I will yeah. say about when things are given to me, because uh Maria Bamford uh and mm-hmm. I are very good friends mm-hmm. and she is constantly handing me things until probably <laughs> five or six years ago. I said, Stop handing me things. Uh, I don't want them, and uh, oh, no. and you throw that out yourself. And uh, so um, this is this holds all the. This is a good gift because it is small. Yes, 
it is useful. Yes. For it is a pencil. Yes. And uh, then it has this awesome nostalgia thing to yes. it. This is all good things. Oh, thank good. you so much for this. Oh, well, thank this you. This is a keeper right here. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm so you. glad to hear it's that. It's, and, and I, because Nancy Cation, huge, uh, throws things out. Threw away oh. so much stuff and oh. actually broke our hearts. She threw some crap out. But uh, so, but for some reason, that I have taken as well. That's and, that's important because my mother, like me, never throws anything out. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, a yeah. nurture versus yeah. nature, you guys. That's right. That's All right. right. Well, Jackie Cation. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you so much for sitting in the bitch seat. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> it was a delight. And for all you listeners out there. And treasure, treasure what, what got, got you here. here. Bye, guys. Nice podcast, you guys. Attention, Springwood. My name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And we're the hosts of Bloody Date Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and I hate him. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right, Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes. Hello, I'm Exposition. Hey, let me let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. They scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one I, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Oh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first burlesque. Burlesque club. That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the Lacey Pumpkin. The la- Ooh. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!